Amen. Please have your seats. We had a very glorious time yesterday. Do I call it evening or night? The way I saw some of you relaxed here, when others were rushing to go, I knew you are not going to come early today. A lot, a lot, and a lot was said yesterday. And the objective is for us to understand who we are, where we belong, and what we have. So that we shall, or we can walk in confidence and enjoy the fullness of God. That is all the things that the prophet was talking about here. Provoking us into high dimensions of faith to do exploits. Amen. I would wish that everyone would go back to that message and listen and listen and listen and listen again. Don't get confused by the Greek and the Hebrew. He took time to explain all. If you sit down to listen and you imbibe the spirit of the word, you'll be better than you are now. Hallelujah. It is very painful that you have inheritance and yet you suffer. You have inheritance. So this morning we shall be running through a few things. We continue within him. Everything that he said yesterday was in him. Amen. Amen. Everything he said. I told him, I said, I remembered my, my days in the Bible school. When they were, we were even calling some of the lecturers some of the names. We called uh, one man, Oguntiri, we called him Lutro. Simeon Afolabi, we had a name for him. Everyone that came with any Greek or Hebrew, that was his name. But see, it was so fantastic, giving us an idea of where we stand and what God did for us. It appears the church these days does not understand what God did. I told pastor last year, I said, our focus this year will be purely on the new creation. If you don't know who you are, you will suffer. I've told you before, I was coming from Nigeria one day by road with my wife. We got to the Aflao wing of Ghana. I gave them my passport and that of my wife. And then the man said, one Ghanaian, one Nigerian. She had never seen me like that before. When I reacted, the man just carried the passport. Come on, please, please. How can I come into my own country and you want to confuse me? 
How? No, that, that fellow will always remember the scream. Say, stop! There is no Nigerian here. I'm sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. That's my wife. Ha. Now, when you know you're right, you don't bow to any devil. That is what God sought to organize us about yesterday night. I went home. I was writing initially. I stopped writing. I just stopped. I had to sit down to allow what was coming to sink. I went home drunk. It is that kind of generation that we are looking for to produce in this place. A people who know their nativity. Do you know that people come from Ahimfia, Himfie, all these uh, royals? Hmm? When you are talking with them, they will tell you with all confidence and boldness, I'm a royal. You know what they mean? That you are a slave. So treat me differently. That's what they mean. Be careful when you are talking with me because I can end your life. And then you. Their own has expired day too. Yours is eternal. And you waste your time and sit down with the devil and you'll be telling you nonsense and you are listening to him. Praise God. You shall know the truth. And that truth will make you free. But I believe yesterday you also heard that God will not depart from you, but you can depart from him. And that is what I tell people. Don't abuse the love of God. And don't abuse grace. Because God will never change to love sin. That one day you wake up and God is saying that I, God, have sworn an affidavit that from today I love sin. You are free to commit sin anyhow you want it. I've changed my mind. You will never find that day happening. So God is God. Glory to God. When you are praying, remember to pray for those who carry the torchlight. The torchbearers, you pray for them. That they will increase in knowledge and understanding. To help the body of Christ. It's horrible. One presenter on um, the PCFM made a statement two days ago. When I heard it, I laughed. You know about this Easter time. And he said, What manner of Christians are these? That he will never waste his money to go for that kind of thing. That this is Easter. And all you are going to do is to go and fornicate. And and what again? 
bulls and do all manner of things. He said he went there once. He was to do MC work for whether the president or somebody. So he went there. And one girl walked to him. Said, I'm here. And turned turn herself around to show her statistics. And then he told the girl, are you not afraid? Are you not afraid to present yourself so cheaply that you look at me because you want to go and kill me? I should follow you, young girl. I should follow you to the hotel so you go and kill me. That's what he told her. Where are you from? She came all the way from Techiman. From Techiman. To quote. Just to sell her words. All in the name of Easter. And they are Christians they say but what is the church doing now we are meeting our small pockets I saw a tent around um, towards Trinity on the left like that a tent people are meeting there you will see tents everywhere can't believers one day come together on an Easter like this? All of us in Accra and say we are at the stadium. And we are preaching and teaching good news. That has to do with the Easter you are using to drink. But we are in our pockets. Muslims gather together and do their things. But we cannot. Because we don't understand what Jesus died for. We love to have tax. I am dominion, a special place. I love my church. I'm a presbyter. I belong to Presbyterian Church. I love that one. So, if you are not from that group, you are not welcome. And we are talking about the kingdom of God. So, what you heard yesterday is about the kingdom of God and you. So that your relevance will not suffer. I'd like to just talk a few things here. Now, I, I want us to read scriptures and then we'll just comment on the scriptures. That's what I want to do. Yes. 119. Oh. My problem is that it is my wife and my son 
they are gang up against me in this place every time <laughs> that is the challenge but, but I'm not alone hallelujah praise God <laughs> amen alright chapter 2 of Colossians Verse 6, following, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. As you have received the Lord Jesus, Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So there is the receiving and there is the actualization of who this Christ is and what he stands for. So walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him. Rooted and what? Built up in him. Established in the faith as he have been taught, abounding therein in th with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The fullness of the beauty of God, the power of God, the glory of God. They manifest in Christ. In Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you that is, those of us who have believed in him, those who have received him, we are complete in him. Our well, four days ago, I, I sat on that. I love that verse 10. I'm complete in him. No deficiency. No shortage of anything. No lack, no want, no deformity of any sort. I'm complete in him. I don't need any man to be what God has programmed me to be. I'm complete in him because everything that I need runs through him into me. And he says, abide in me. Your ability to triumph in life is because you are complete in Christ. He said, without me, you cannot do what? Anything. You can do nothing. Shambach says something about a, a young girl, a child. 
who was asked to recite Psalm 23 and he says the Lord is my shepherd he is all I want the teacher said that is not it the child said that is it teacher the Lord is my shepherd he is all I want and Shambach said the girl was right the teacher was wrong what is the meaning of this one the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want what's the difference which one portrays the substance the Lord is my shepherd he's all I want I don't need anybody else because everything that I want is inside him the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want anything and he says he's all I want so he, we are complete in him he's all we want and there is nothing that we have to look for outside him. That means if we understand this principle, the issue about walking by faith will not become a challenge to us. If we are complete in him, then where is the room for doubt? Why can't we believe that in him is the fullness of all that we need we are complete in him Jesus Christ is the manifest expression of the entirety of God wherefore God also has highly exalted him and give him a name that is above all names that when his name is mentioned every knee in heaven that's talking about God himself and the Holy Ghost on earth and all the angels over there and then beneath the earth talking about hell why? because in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily and that is where you and I will dwell are we not complete in him? Yesterday, as the teaching was going on, I was looking for Satan to come around. But I remembered one day I called him, he didn't come. I was teaching like that. That was in Kumasi. I was more agile than now. So I called him, Satan, if they born you well, come here. So I jumped down from the altar. Say, come. Say, can you see you can't come? If you cannot come, whatever you brought here has not, nobody defending it. And I began to rebuke things in that place. Now, if we come to understand that we are complete, powerful, anointed, we have all things in Christ, where is the room for the devil to come and whisper to you, that you are sick that you are going to die how can Satan tell you that you are going to die and you believe it when there is no truth in him tell yourself I'm complete in Christ from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet I'm complete in him hallelujah 
If you therefore receive Christ, if you have received him, walk in him. And you cannot walk in him until you understand what is in him. Walk in him just means practice Christ. Do what? Practice Christ. That is it. It's not enough to tell me you are a Christian. Let's see your Christianity by your lifestyle. Let's see it. I was studying about three days ago. I told my wife, I said, I owe somebody here apology. I don't know the person. You are the one. I don't think you are. The day pastor spoke about a person who made a comment on the television issue. I made a statement. And part of the statement was not right. It shouldn't come from me. I said it was irresponsible. And when I was studying, I came across a word and that thing came back to me and I said, no. I will talk with my pastors, but you as a Christian, you must be sure that your lifestyle portrays Christ and doesn't raise question marks on him. So whoever that person is, my advice then was you should have met the pastor to find out. But delete that statement that I made that your statement was responsible. I don't know the person, so the person should forgive me. Hallelujah. In our anger, we say things. Do we suspend the fact that we are in Christ? When we become emotional, do we leave the presence of Christ? Do we change location? We don't. So in whatever thing we are doing, we must always be conscious that we are in Christ. And we must walk in him. We must do what? Walk in him. You will do well today to talk to anyone you have offended and ask the person to forgive you. You know why? You can put a person in prison by your utterances and your words. Because the person has so much respect for you. He never expected that kind of thing from you. And then you said it. Or you did it. And the person Abba, how could Bishop do this to me? At least give me hearing. How could my pastor say this thing to me? How could the friend I trust so much talk to me this way? The person gets wounded. And the moment the wound comes, the ants begin to eat the wound. And you look for him, you won't find him. You ask, what is the matter? Nothing. But one statement, one act. I told one girl in Kumasi Church around 1998, and I said, hey, what do you know? 
And then she interpreted that to mean and said she was a witch. Yes. This pastoral work is a school. What do you? The girl will see me and then turn her face somewhere. She stopped coming to church. So one day I cornered her somewhere. And I said, what's wrong with you? Have I offended you? Has any pastor offended you? The members? As often. Obianyem bibia. And suddenly the Holy Ghost reminded me of that statement. And I'm saying, me can't say what didn't you know? What's the answer? What's me about you for? Yes. So what's me about you for? By that statement, by her understanding, it meant she was a witch. Or she had a spirit. Something different from what we are talking about. That single statement sent that girl away from the church. So I had to apologize to her. Held her hand and took her to the church. Went to the office. I sat her down and I explained things to her. And she thanked me. I prayed for her. She went away. And started coming to church. Unfortunately, I went traveled out, went to Nigeria. When I came back, I went looking for her. They said she was dead. It had nothing to do with the church anyway. It pained my heart. I didn't see her again. Because we resourced her. She was cooking rice and selling. And things were going on well for her. And she was almost always the first person to come to church. That single statement. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus. Walk ye in him. So we live in him. We walk in him. Then there's another dimension that we shall mention very soon. We live in him. We enjoy the fullness of God. We enjoy all the sufficiency of Christ. And then we lack nothing. But we must walk in him. There is nowhere else that you are safe to walk in except in Christ. Operating in the, in the terms of his personality, what he stands for, and what he has taught us. You are walking in him when you walk by love. You are walking in him when you are led by the Spirit of God. You are walking in him when the words of your mouth are soothing, seasoned with salt. When you keep yourself from infidelity and all the rest that we can talk about. Why is he saying so? In him, you have the power to stand on sin and oppress sin instead of sin oppressing you. You have the power to oppress sin. You can say no. If an unbeliever can say no, why can't you say no? When sin is knocking on your door and you come to tell me the spirit is willing 
and the, the what but what the flesh is weak where did you get the flesh from because he nailed your flesh that was the enmity between you and God onto his cross where did you get that flesh from I'm talking about you are making excuses you will talk to someone about his, his or her lifestyle and you make excuses pastor is that because of where we come from where do you come from where we come from there's so much of insults so it has become part of me where do you come from where are you from Say, where are you from? On one side, you are saying that you are in Christ. The next moment, you say you are from Ashanti. You are from uh, Everland. You are from you are from somewhere in the north. You mentioned one name. When we want to catch you, you mention another one. If you have received him, if he has redeemed you, if he has taken away from the slave market and didn't just leave you there, he delivered you and translated you, brought you into that kingdom of love. What are you doing with your nativity as your natural nativity not your present nativity present moment you are in Christ you are not of this world you are only in the world as an ambassador of Christ on this earth you know how ambassadors behave you know their principles one day I'll bring my uncle here to come and tell you things about the ambassadorial position he will come and talk to us about it. So as you know who you are. You are representing God. And you don't represent yourself. So stop telling people, my spirit, indeed, it is in me not to do this. But, what is that but about? And we'll call this day Good Friday. I'm wondering... You know, we have left this activity thing and we are talking about substance. We are not doing Good Friday. We are only reminding ourselves of what Jesus did, where he has placed us, what we stand to gain, our new posture and position that must determine our lifestyle. That's it. And you are talking something else. You see, you see, Bishop, I say me poo. Me impaired your mind na sika. School no school so why nyaka crown to botomwa. You need something, you understand, Bishop. Handouts and hand ins. You need something. If that is your problem, go and sell yourself to slavery. 
and then your owner takes over your responsibilities but you have been delivered and you have been set loose God is counting on your trust in him to live right to do what? it's a walk in him don't walk in your country don't walk in your world walk in him that simple statement he said we are in the world but we are not of the world should change your thinking completely in the world but not part of it we have a different economy completely our rules are different we are not like what we, what them and they do we don't do what they do we do what he wants us to do but you always want to compromise otherwise they will say this and that about me who cares who cares what people say about you what they say about you is unimportant one woman told me say you have carried the church on your head as if it's your father's when i said that's my father's my father's job it's my father's job what else do you want me to be doing I've carried the thing on my head. If I don't carry my head, won't Satan carry on his head? What would they say about me? What would my friends say if I don't go with them? I've told you my story. When I got born again, I, I went out with my, my friends. We used to go to a place to go and drink. They were going there. I followed them. They were drinking their beer. I was drinking my malt. But you know the size of malt is very short and small. And the beers, beer bottles were standing. So I was sitting down there eating suya and drinking my malt. And the Holy Ghost asked me, what are you doing here? I said, ah, I'm drinking malt. He said, have you seen your bottle? I said, yes. Look at your own bottle. Which one is taller? I said, their own said granted somebody is standing afar off and seeing you and them and he sees the beer bottles where would you go to tell the person that your own was shot inside there you are in the wrong place get up and leave i told him i'm going he said ever since you started going to church your life has become something that you can't even understand you i said that's a thing now you can't understand me buy suya for me and let me carry it and go so they bought suya for me a lot of it and I, I left i asked them to carry me in their vehicle and drop me somewhere so that i will now continue to go why did i follow them what would they say if you are living at the whims and car price of people what people will say what they will do then you cannot walk in christ Your life is unto the glory of God. And he said, you don't own yourself. You have been purchased. You have been what? Now, one day I made a statement. I was still very young in the faith. I said, uh, I, was my, I was my somewhere. And God came to carry me from that place. I know ask him to carry me. Nobody can't carry me. If you can't carry me, you should help me. You should help me. 
I open my mouth and say, God, where are you there now? Help me. Now you can't carry me. I dare somewhere. I dare enjoy myself. You can't carry me. You put me here. When I'm wrong, you carry me. So help me do the thing. A friend of mine told me, said, have you finished fighting the devil? And now you are fighting God. But, you know, if you want to follow logic, I was somewhere. I was busy. He had chased me for about three years. He didn't get me. One day he got me. I didn't invite him. Are you getting what I'm saying? I didn't invite him. He was not followed me everywhere. Everywhere I went, people were prophesying. God showed us this. God showed us that. God said this one. Or car foretold me. He said, you will preach this Bible no matter what you do in your life. I insulted him for saying that one to me. But you see, at the end of the day, he got me. Okay, good. Now you've gotten me. Do what you are supposed to do in my life and leave me alone. God is not looking for passive believers. The people God wants to prosper are the ones who have sold their will over to him. That is no longer I, but it is Christ that lives. It's not me. You sell your will. I don't have a will. It's your will that operates. You can't go outside Christ. When he, it is his will you're operating. Where is the will of God? The word of God. So it's not how you feel. It is that you must walk in Christ. That must be your goal. Otherwise, all this issue I'm born again. I am master over the devil. You are proclaiming that one and yet Satan directs your course. So where are you a master? I'm in charge. I have dominion. When you hear him cough, you start running. Past, past. Excuse me, sir. Daddy, in the night, this night, the devil is tormenting me. What is he doing to you? I'm dreaming bad dreams. Stop dreaming now. Wake up. Don't sleep. If you are in charge, show it by standing and telling the devil, you have no right to enter my dream. No right to do what? Don't enter my dream and don't come to disturb me here. Walk out. And, and he will go. But because you are not in charge, your mouth is saying you are in charge, your heart is saying we are not in charge. To walk in Christ is a manifestation of your understanding that indeed you are in charge. Otherwise, all this Good Friday thing that you are talking about, will not mean anything. I was supposed to have gone to preach somewhere this morning, and the pastor called me and said, uh, Sir, this morning when you come, you won't see people. I said, Where are they going? They have traveled to where? They have traveled. have traveled you know Easter like this Igbos go home so when I was in Methodist church in Nigeria every Easter and they were about 90% of the population 
of the church. So, Ghanaians were a few of us, and then some spots of Yorubas and some people from Bauchi State, a few of us. The pastor himself will go. And I was his assistant, so I'll, I'll preach. He will go. He's going home. What are we talking about here? It's not the festival. The festival is over. It is time for you to show the fruits of what you did. Walk in him. Amen. Walk in him. Hallelujah. I shared something with my wife yesterday and I will tell you. <laughs> I like something that prophet um, Adam said yesterday. I almost, I almost spoke for my seat. It is not all Christians who are dead. They didn't die. They feign death. They close their eyes like this. And then later they opened. Say, I'm still here. Now you see, the point is this. My meditation on the scripture in, in, in 1 John 5 is what, I mean 1 John 3, I can't remember the scripture. He said, he that is in Christ does not sin. Where is that one? Because his seed abides in him. And then I came back to this scripture of dying. When we Romans chapter 6, you will see the issue. You are dead. Are you sure we died? Because the truth is this. If you are dead, are you going to respond to circumstantial things around you? What scripture is that? 3 9. Good. So, why are we sinning? It's because we are not dead. Because I have seen dead people. How many of you have seen dead people? Now, now you see. Somebody, when my sister died and she was uh, she was put outside there, what they could call her? Lied in what? Where, where's the state? They put her body outside for people to see her body. That's all. Where's the state there? And then one woman went around the body and was crying. And I said, I was crying. I wept when my sister died. And I saw the woman and I said, if part were alive, this woman will not be able to come near her. So she's dead indeed. And I've seen many dead people. They don't respond to stimulus. They don't respond to the environment. There is nothing that pushes them. And if you are dead to sin, why are you still sinning? It means you find it. One of my friends, a pastor, Pastor Paul Frank. In an evil man, he said, if an evil man say he don't die, carry money, 
coins, just shake the thing in front of him. If you don't respond, then you die proper. <laughs> they are my people. <laughs> if you are dead, when he spoke that thing yesterday, I almost, almost, in fact, I almost got up to add my voice to it. That we are not dead. We didn't die. If you died, when you go wrong, you will know it and you will turn around. When I see a believer who persists in sinning, then I know he's not a believer. Hello? That is my understanding because scripture said we are dead to sin. Sin has no longer dominion over us. So why are we responding to it? Are you only carnal? You are not carnal. You are not a believer. Get born again. Give your life to Christ. You can't give your life and still have it. Huh? Are you there? You don't know anything. It is the truth that sets men right. When you are studying and you are thinking of God's word, you begin to change. He said, we are, conf- we are transformed. As we, we behold him, we keep on changing. We conform to his image. As we look at the word and begin to work with the word, we remember where we are faulting. We take strength and overcome. But if you persist in it, then you are insensitive to the word of God. Are you still alive? Or you are dead? Did you die? Altar call was made and then they push you. Go and stand there. Stand there some. Go and stand with them there. You don't go out. You also go and join them. Let people not think you don't love Jesus. Go there. And then you get up and come and stand here. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. As soon as you get out of this place, something has begun to happen. Why is your own different? Because when somebody has got born again, that same instant, that same moment, the person began to look for this Christ with all seriousness. And so you sit in the house and say, they should come and follow you. Nobody followed me up. I followed them to wherever they were to teach me the Bible. And here you sit down, they should come and follow me. Nobody called me. Nobody visited me. I was sick. They didn't come. What kind of Christian are you? When will you grow? When will you grow? So the excitement is not the issue. I've told you something that happened when we went to um, Apostle Benny's place one time. I got to the corridor and the Lord, I was asking God, what am I going to tell them? He said, beyond the excitement. And when we got in a young man and woman, vibrant, the man was dishing the word and they were excited. Preach! They were standing and sitting, standing and sitting. I looked at them and I said, yeah, that is it. And I preached that were beyond excitement. I told her, I said, this is what God told me. 
that beyond the excitement. What next? What follows? And the young man came to me later and said, from that day, he changed his approach to teaching, to make interactive, to make sure that people don't just hear him talk, but they receive what he says. The excitement, you know, your youth, you are full of energy. Mm. Like this lifter, he can even carry seat and put on his head and say, preach, preach, preach. But beyond the excitement, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation with a new location, a new vision, a new lifestyle. And that lifestyle is living and walking in Christ. Are you there? Yesterday I told mommy, I said, I have taught on this several times. Chapter 3 of Colossians. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on, the, on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Yesterday, the prophet quoted this scripture. Then shall we also appear with him in glory. And verse 5, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. I'll go down there. It's, I'm going to 8 and 9, 8 to 10. But the point is this. If you are risen with Christ, if you are in Christ, then seek the things which are above, where Christ is sitting. And you know you are sitting there with him. I can't imagine you sitting with Christ in heavenly places and you are bothered about things on the earth. Bothered about things. How do I look? Look decent. That's all. Look what? Decent. Look decent. When I was a boy, (laughs) I saw your pastor going that line too. I've seen Josiah also going that way. I, I, I was talking to mommy about it yesterday. Early in the morning, I will, I will put on powder on my face. And I had all these rings around my neck. And I'll be walking. People will tell me, they said, you should have come a woman. I said, what nonsense is that? <laughs> you look at this, it resembles a woman. <laughs> what is that one? They have a picture of who a woman is. And when he was going, I saw that one. And I've seen Josiah. And I said, all these women, men. Be careful. <laughs> you know, there's a way you appear and people take note of you. A positive note. What is it? They will say, this young man is very decent. He's very neat. Is that not better? than going beyond the neatness into something else just because you want to appeal to people appeal to God 
appeal to who? God. Let your choices be about the things of the kingdom. Seek the things that are above. You are with Christ over there. What do you want down here? What in this world must make you so engrossed in the things of the world? That if you don't pursue them, you're not okay. Like that, my friend, he's called Yahya. Yahya would always sleep with a woman every day, according to his own testimony. He could not sleep if he had no woman. I think I've said it here before. And that young man will go for any woman that he saw. He went to the center of camping, one student, one girl. And the parents came from their town to attack him. And when he was running, he jumped the wall into our house where we were staying. Fosu, Fosu, please, allow me to hide here. Allow me to hide here. I said, I've been telling you. And small time, this same man will go for this hood that they use in churches. That he, he, one day I followed him to one place. To go and preach, he will go and preach. That fellow, he wasn't a Christian, he was a thug. Yes, he was a thug. He was his NPN, was it a party like that? National Party of Aha. He was a thug. So they sent him from, from Quara State to that place to come and hide. And he couldn't hide because he could not sleep without a woman. What kind of profession is that? What profession is that? You cannot sleep without a woman. And when you walk about, you see them, men in their cars, fantastic vehicles. Any woman they see, they stop. We were following one yesterday. Any girl that you, you, you stop wanting to carry the girl. What kind of thing is this? The resident pastor in Kumasi some years ago used to beat people on the streets. He would carry cane. All these boys and girls, where they stand inside darkness. Aha. Uh-huh. He will just, he will just, he will get to where they are, put off his light, and then, oh, this man is a good man. When he will get down with cane, he will whip them. Get back to your house. He was a terrorist in the place where he was staying. Christians are doing what they were doing when they were unbelievers. They became believers and they are doing what they were doing. You are a new creation. And you are doing the old things. He said, mortify those things. The members of your body that yearn for this is kill them. That's the mortification. Render them dead. Deaden them. I hope nobody is getting angry with me here this morning. I'm talking to you as a pastor. Not as a teacher. As a pastor. Nobody will walk with you and not get offended. You work with someone and the next moment you are killing the job. Stealing money from that place. They send you somewhere. You, are, you go on that place. And you lie. 
you drive somebody's car, you wouldn't do the work well, even when you work, you chop the money, and you go and tell lies. You go and tell lies. Uh, okay, you see, uh, as soon as I left, in fact, you should thank God, though. Thank God. Thank God. And I thank God for your prayers. If not for your prayers, by now, this motto, ah, okay, what is the matter? Hmm. It's a serious one, no? You know, he is preparing the heart of that person to accept the lie. As soon as I left this place yesterday, heading towards the, the traffic, then one of the tires, I had boom, boom. I couldn't move again. Okay? And there was no money in my pocket. I won't even talk about the hunger that disturbed me. It's the, the, this thing. I had to be there until one friend came and he helped me put, tow the car to a place. In fact, I have been there. It's just because of your prayers that as soon as I left about one hour ago, I got a dropping. I got dropping. And that's the money I'm bringing to you now. And the man will say, it's okay, we thank God that you are okay. It's all right. It's all right. So in your heart, you have been smart. But in the mind of God, you cannot be trusted. So you, you are not entitled to certain kind of blessing. Some years ago in Nigeria, anybody that wanted to, wanted to win the office, they would go for deeper life. Deeper life people. Stay in my office and do this work for me and they would trust them. Those guys were operating by some rules. Because something has been put in them, they were afraid. But the other ones, the other ones, those who were enjoying the liberty of grace, they, they, you leave them in the office before you come he has targeted all the places he's searched everywhere to know where you are keeping things so he won't touch anything it is when you have arrived and you are in charge that he will now enter and pick who are you going to ask if you are taking the thing when you traveled it was straight he did not now you are in you, are, you keep your key but he knows that you entered the toilet and he came in there and picked it and went back, cleaned his mouth and sat there. The Lord is good. My Lord is good. Walk in Christ. Seek the things that are there and not the ones here. When you are faithful in that which and that person's work, then God shall give you your own. Now that you are risen with him, set your heart after the things that are there, not the things that are here. Your sweat cannot make you succeed. It's the hand of God that brings success. He said, whatever the righteous man does shall prosper. What about the unrighteous? What about the deceitful? What about the trickish believer? He won't make it. So when you are thinking about the death of Christ, don't stop at the point of your salvation. 
look at how you are using your salvation set your heart among the things and principle among them is so winning so what after we sat here two Sundays with people from Great Commission and the church bought this instrument and placed in our hands can we be sincere to give assessment and make a report to God what we have used that investment for since they came and left you are there talk to me how many of you were here the two Sundays how many Good. tell your friends how many souls you have won after that don't tell me just tell you respect your friend after you went out twice what happened where is your heart where is your interest set your affection on things above not things on this earth your redemption is for a living and that life must be led and lived in Christ. All right. Are you there? Good. Verse 8. But now ye also put off all things, all of these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication, out of your mouth. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication. He said, put these things out of your mouth. Check yourself. Anger is a major instrument in the hand of the devil. When you get angry, you get mad. You lose your sense of reasoning for that moment. And you will do things and say things that you don't. One day, I almost killed this boy. And that day, I vowed before God I will never touch him with my hand. I got angry. I pulled him from the bed and kicked him. And then I felt on my, on, my, on my foot that I had kicked a wrong place. I tell you. I went and sat somewhere for a while and later I called him. I wanted to be sure if he was still alright. And I put my hand on his back and I was checking some things over there. I pressed and pressed. There was no response. So I, I thank God in my heart. And I told God, I will never touch this boy again. In that moment of anger, he says, Check that one. When you get angry with your wife, you step out of the house. The first woman that sees you will catch you. Now, I'm talking to you. All those you, all of you are married and the ones who are about to marry. When you are angry, what the Holy Ghost taught me, when I'm angry, I stop talking and I breathe out. I take a deep breath and out. When it's too much, I step out of the room to receive fresh air. 
I must kill that anger. I won't step out. But if you step out from your house, you will take the anger to your place of work. And then you vent it on somebody else. Innocent person will suffer. You go and make mistakes. Very, very expensive mistakes. But when you are angry with your wife, you have insulted her. I don't insult people. There is no woman on this earth that will say I insulted her. No. And I vowed many years ago I will not beat any woman. Well, if I get angry and I hit you, I hit somebody with backhand on the left and their mouth, their lip cracked. That was somewhere in 1976. And I said, never again. No more backhand. Not in your front hand. Anger, anger is a disservice. He rescued you from that one. So take it. I was a man of anger. Serious one. Have you seen this girl angry before? Faith. Have you seen her angry before? Don't, don't pray to see it. Don't make her angry. Now she has matured, so she may not say anything. She carried that one from me, straight. Just like that. But when you'll be angry, when she's angry, she'll be breathing. <laughs> and her body will be sweating, her body will be slippery. And you, you, if you make mistake with your height like this, she will break your, she will just squeeze your head. <laughs> when you finish, ask pastor, let pastor tell you. <laughs> Praise God. So I, I knew what anger, I know what it is, I knew what anger was. I told God, take this from me. God took anger and gave me laughter. And if he took it from me, I should allow Satan to bring it back. So when it is happening, I know. I was a stammerer before. So when I begin to stammer, I know that Satan wants to bring that thing to me. I need fresh air. Anger lies in the bosom of fools. So anyone who is an angry person, you are a fool. It's in the Bible. Anger lies in the bosom of fools. So, one that loves anger is a fool by deduction. Simple. Does it mean a Christian should not be angry? Oh, it will come, but suppress it. Overcome it. When Cain was angry, God told him, he said, you, the devil is waiting for you there, but you can master him. You can overcome it. So all this, your anger, is it me you are talking to? If it's not you, who else? Is it me? If, if you tell me that kind of thing, is it me you are talking to? I'll say, who are you? 
that means we are ready. No, in those days, who are you? Who are you? You, as I'm seeing now, one slap is enough. One what? Slap. And if you open your mouth before you finish, it won't be one. One slap on your face, two on your belly. When you go down, I use my knee to kick you. And when you organize yourself, I'll be gone. If I don't know salvation, I know that one. You understand what I'm talking about? Sit down, take picture of yourself, what you were before, what he has made of you, and don't let the things that you were doing before now begin to operate. They belong to the earth. You are not from here. So check your life. Check your language. Stop insulting adults. Young men and women of these days have no respect for age. They insult people anyhow. All these boys who are using, who are cleaning um, windscreen around this, be careful you don't talk to them. Because they will insult you. When they insult you, you feel it. And you want to get out from your car and deal with them. And then the whole world will see you. So it's a demonic thing. Don't allow it. He said, put on the new man. Put off the old man and put on the new man. The old man with his deeds and put on the new man. And I told my wife yesterday, if you say you are in Christ, then show him to the world. Do what? Show him. Wear him like a cloth, a shirt, a suit. And let people see the suit and give glory to God. So show your Jesus to your world. Let them see that indeed you live in Christ. Show him. If you, are, you, you, you cannot show Christ outside, then you have a lot of questions to answer. Thank God that in Ghana, nobody is going to throw stone at you when you are going to church. In Azari, many years ago, your Bible, you remove the cover so that they won't see Bible, and then you put it inside newspaper and under your armpit to go to church. Because the Muslims will begin to beat you as you are going. One people I pastor and met in that town told me, he said, brother, it's far better today. So when we came here, we couldn't show ourselves as Christians. But we got there to pray. The only time Christians forget about their denomination to pray is when there's persecution. They gathered, they prayed and prayed. They broke everything about darkness in the city. You grow, you put church in that place, you don't grow. You don't grow. So people are afraid. But you, you, in this place, you are free to go to church anytime you close at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the night. And you are going home free of charge. Nobody will say, where are you going? Hey! It's not like that elsewhere. And yet they are determined to go on. And they keep on flourishing. What are we after? So put on Christ. Let people see your Christ. And don't hide your Christ. Now, the one you say you, you are, you are, I'm this, I'm that. I have been in a church where military officers in their uniform will come and sweep the church in the morning and go. Nigeria is very common. They will come in there 
work in the morning and go. The orderlies will not be allowed to touch what they are doing. They were doing. The vice, the vice uh, governor, what the deputy governor in Kaduna State in those days will come to the work at the church and do ushering work. He will come and be sweeping. When we're building, he'll be carrying blocks. And he's, uh, he's ugly. We want to pick the blocks. He said, no. I'm doing service to my God. He was showing Christ. But you can't show Christ in your office. I'm not saying go and stop your work and be preaching in the office. I hate that one. I hate it. I hate students who will not read and carry Bible around and be preaching. You were sent there to go and read and pass exams. That will be unto the glory of God. Not go there and sit down there. I have some SU guys in the place that I taught. I have to sit them down. I say, my friend, you think that it is when you preach that you are now serving God. No. Where you are, let your light as a Christian shine to the glory of God. Let people see you excel. And they want to serve your God. Now that you are failed, who wants to serve the God that brings about failure? So that's what I'm talking about. But you cannot be identifying with the church because of your position. No. One governor in Plateau State, the Lord gave me a word for him. I sent somebody. I don't like going to people in authority. Because the first thing they think is that you are coming to do for money. But they didn't come into ministry. So I sent a message to him through one of our members who was a permanent secretary. Tell the man that God says so and so and so. He couldn't tell him. So one day I asked him, have you told him? He said no. I said two things. You either take me to him or you bring him to the house. So we were in the house one evening and the information came to us that the governor and that fellow, they were coming to the house. That time this young man's school fees was outstanding. <laughs> that boy is a miracle boy. Now, so he came in and I said, I gave a message to this man to tell you he couldn't tell you. This is a message. When people are talking about you that you didn't do well, don't dismiss it. God said it's true. God said, but he can give you another opportunity to go and redeem your image and the image of the church. But you've got to accept the fact that you didn't do well. You chopped their money. And as I was talking with him, the man began to cry. I said, just need that and talk to God about it. He was a vibrant Christian when he was in school. When we finished praying, I told him, so go and do what is right. Go and do what? I said, you are going to win the elections, but it will be, it will be as if you are going through fire. So that's what the Lord told me. So I told him. And then he went. That is what happened. But when he was leaving, he said, uh, excuse me, sir, I don't have anything to give to you. I said, I didn't call you for anything. But there's something I can give to mommy and their children. I said, no problem. How much was that money? One hundred fifty thousand naira. At that time, that was 2003. That was a lot of money. So this young man's school fees, was handled. There was a deacon in the house who had come to visit. He gave him 50000 The man won the elections anyway, but he didn't change. He didn't what? Now he's in jail. 
How many years? 40. 14 years. When we went to Nigeria, I had wanted to go to that Kuje prison to go and visit him. But they told me it was not going to be possible. The next time I go there, I will try and see if they will allow me to visit him. The fact that he did what is wrong doesn't mean he's not a good man. He's a good man. But he didn't have control over himself. That's a mortified these things. Hello? So your Christianity must show forth Christ. Put him on. Let the world see that you are a Christian. You believe in him. Let them therefore expect from you what Christians must do. Don't hide because you want to commit sin. Don't hide. Now finally verse 12. Chapter 3 and verse 12 of Colossians. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye and above all these these things put on charity charity is what love which is the bond of perfectness i pick just last that last part put on love show it walk in love and then the other things that were mentioned will be taken care of that is the perfectness he's talking about it is love that brought Jesus down here to die for us, to take away our sins, to do the things, suffer what he never did. What we did that we could not take care of, he came to do that one because he loved us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, a world that had rejected him, he still loved the world and sent Jesus to come and die. If he did that one for us, then you also remember to forgive. Stop this attitude that you cannot let go what somebody else has done against you. You're always thinking about it. What he did to me till I die. I wasn't a pastor. I was with my pastor then in one town. There were two of our members working in one institution. One was, uh, a, a, what do you call it? A senior person over there. The other was at the kitchen. And um, there was a problem so this man wanted to make sure the lady was sacked and they were christians they were in the same place i'm not saying you must condone wrong things done by a fellow christian no that's what i'm saying but the lady had apologized to you he's told us so my pastor was talking to him we're in his car and he said brother mohimi please forgive this sister the man said pastor even if God should come down. <laughs> and now my pastor was fire. Just stop the car. Is it because of God will come down? Is it because we are in your car? Or you are thinking, get down, get down, let's go. Get down. So the man stopped with you, get down. When we were going, he said, the other time we had an all night and we were praying, administering Holy Ghost on people, helping them to you know, receive the, the, the Holy Spirit. And then, the man, we prayed on man of prayer. You know, get. So, my pastor said, you know why the man didn't get the Holy Ghost? 
his head, this is head, is too hard that the Holy Ghost cannot enter inside. Rise to your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell somebody put on Christ. You live in him, you walk in him, and you show him to your world. Let everybody know that you are different. Hello? All these ladies, listen to me. When you go to any man's office, and the man begins to touch you where he shouldn't touch, don't ever say, stop this. Don't. Slap him. What did I say? Let the slap be a good one. At least one eye should receive the slap. Now you see, when you say stop this, stop, stop, the man will overpower you. Let show forth that you hate it. Because you lose your job. Who promotes in life? It is God. If you couldn't respect himself, show him. Why you shouldn't touch a woman like that? You must respect yourself and value who God is in your life. Slap him, open your palm like this and give him a slap with one eye 